Randy, we do hopping dingers, we hopping bats, we doing them bootings. Put your hand on my bros and we'll go to war like Vladimir Putin. Them man know how we do things, slapping corner, these ops ain't new. Ain't no cap in my rap, I just talk about the things we do. Hello and welcome to Russians with Attitude. Today we are gonna tell you all you need to know about Vladimir Vladimirovich Putin. Not Vladimir Putin. Putin is a very secretive man and there are a lot of shadows and dark spots in his biography. And I hope we will be able to shed some light and it's gonna be informative to our dear audience. The only downside of recording this is that we will never be able to drink tea in public places anymore. But uh, content of such importance deserves little sacrifices. Soviet leaders and Russian leaders, they are quite different in the process uh, of how they were picked. The most obvious difference is that in USSR there was not a single ethnically Russian leader. Lenin was a Swedish, Kalmyk, Chuvash, uh, Russian, Jewish mix, a perfect uh, cosmopolitan. Or let's say no great Russian leader. Yeah, uh, that would be more correct. Stalin was Georgian or Ossetian. Khrushchev on paper was Russian, but he grew up and was socialized in Ukraine and uh, he picked himself a West Ukrainian wife. Uh, so Brezhnev uh, is from Ukraine, also a mix of ethnicities, but uh, his early documents stated ethnicity Ukrainian. Chernenko is Ukrainian. Uh, Andropov is a Russian-Jewish mix from Stavropol region, southern Russia. Also a powerful KGB mine with a weird biography, but we will talk about it later. Gorbachev was half Ukrainian, also from Stavropol. So not a single great Russian on this entire list, and uh, almost all of them came from a so-called Black Soil region, or Chernozemia. Chernozemia is characterized by very fertile soil and uh, good climate. Well, most of Russia is part of the Nechernozemia, or historical Russia without the Black Soil, with a much uh, less hospitable climate. So, Soviet system, they did not pick great Russians as uh, leaders. In the Russian Federation, the presidential selection process is different. Yeltsin is fully Russian and uh, he comes from some Uralic village, Budka. Putin is also fully Russian, his ancestors lived in the Tver region. Medvedev is fully Russian, his ancestors come from Kursk. But all in all, it goes deeper. It's not just about race. Yeltsin is more similar to Soviet leaders. Uh, you might be aware of the fact that in China, the CCP is undergoing a huge change. Because uh, before, every major party member had to be an engineer or get there from a working profession, the proletariat, so to speak. But now it's changing and more and more lawyers and economists get in places of high power in CCP. They emulate uh, the West, of course. Yeltsin was an engineer who joined the party and rose through the ranks. And Putin is a lawyer, so it's kind of similar to the Chinese shift. Putin finished Leningrad State University. But uh, did he really want to be a lawyer? No. When Vladimir was a kid, he was a Volodya, and he wanted to become a spy. 
because um, he liked the figure of uh, Jan Berzin. Do you know Jan Berzin? Yes, Jan Berzin, uh, also known as Starik, Agent Starik, uh, was one of the creators of the Russian military intelligence, GRU. Yeah, quite important uh, person in the Soviet intelligence community. Connected to the illegals program in America, uh, Operation Trest, so very huge figure. Uh, also military um, advisor for the communists in the civil war in Spain. So yes, uh, quite important and well-connected guy. Yeah, a Latvian by birth and uh, Putin was very inspired by him and he kept uh, his picture on his nightstand. So, is modern Russia a country run by lawyers? Well, on paper it is, but uh, it would be more apt to say that it's a country run by Siloviki. What is Siloviki? Intelligence services, the police, the military are all called in Russia institutions of force or Silovid Vedomstva. In political lexicon, uh, it turned into a neologism, Siloviki, literally people of force. So, in short, uh, Russia transcended the engineer-lawyer split of East and West and became a country run by Siloviki, with uh, invaluable help of lawyers and economists uh, that they keep by uh, their side. The Siloviki part is what makes Putin and Putin's Russia so appealing to countries that are struggling and in a sharp need of governance and order. Uh, meanwhile, in the West, no one really understands what Russian Federation even is. There are different terms thrown to disparage it. Uh, the totalitarianism, autocracy, the kleptocracy, whatever. It's much easier to slap a familiar label of Soviet Union on top of it. Yet it's really nothing like the Soviet Union. And Putin is different from a Soviet Gensek. He's a man of many faces. He has an incredibly sharp memory, a quiet voice and a piercing, steely eyes. Here's your 15 rubles, you stupid vatnik! He's collected, he's calm and he rarely, if ever, betrays his emotions and true intents. And he is able to put up any front and portray himself as anyone. A Russian nationalist, a liberal, a social-minded person, a libertarian, a neoliberal, a monarchist, whatever. No one really knows how he spends his weekends even. How many children does he have? Or how many properties? He was not even spotted at the whorehouse. Not even once. <laughs> so does he even exist? Let's find out in this episode. So, Vladimir Vladimirovich Putin was born in St. Petersburg in 1952, per his official biography, that is. Go on, spread more Ruski conspiracies! His father, Vladimir Spiridonovich Putin, was born in Paminova, a village in Tveri region, Tveri oblast. Vladimir Spiridonovich was a son of Spiridon Ivanovich, born in 1879 in the same village. Spiridon, the grandpa of Putin, was a cook for Lenin and Stalin's families. When he was a teenager in Imperial Russia, it was custom to send out your kids as apprentices. So he was sent off to the capital of Russian Empire, St. Petersburg. There he worked as a cook. And most of his children, including Putin's dad, were born in Peter itself. 
After revolution, Spiridon, because of a general public unrest there, he left Peter and returned to his village Paminova with his family. The family stayed in Paminova, but Spiridon himself went on to pursue his culinary career. He left Paminova and relocated to Gorky, Kremlin's sanatorium near Moscow. There he cooked for Lenin's family, Krupskaya, etc. This is quite weird to me, because uh, it's very rare for people to have such position in life, and uh, that the family is not enjoying any of it, and they stay in a village. Why do you think that is? Well, I think it's not hard to explain why um, he went back to the village after the revolution. The cities, uh, there was famine in the cities, and uh, not just violence, but also hunger. Millions of people died from hunger uh, in the aftermath of the revolution. Even before the artificial famines, there were quite objective famines during the civil war. <clears throat> so it made sense to go back to the village where you have like your acre and a mule um, and can live off potatoes and stuff. And uh, yeah, um, regarding social connections, um, I mean, a lot of the Bolshevik leadership came from like uh, not worker but bohemian circles. So it's uh, not unimaginable that he met some of these people before the revolution, when he was um, a chef at Astoria, in uh, at the Astoria restaurant in St. Petersburg, or Petrograd. Uh, so I don't know. I don't think we exactly know uh, how he ended up in Gorky Leninsky. Well, it is not super hard to imagine. But, well, yeah, uh, but why didn't he bring his family with him? Well, that's a different question. I, uh, I don't know. Maybe he left them. It's unclear. And apparently the Soviet, early Soviet elite uh, liked Russian cuisine and not Georgian or Ukrainian one. Um, but uh, anyway, his son, Vladimir Spiridonovich, met his uh, future wife, Maria Shalomova, Mm, there is, now that you say it, um, there is an anecdote, mm -hmm. innocent sounding anecdote. I think it was uh, Stalin's daughter, Svetlana. I think her name was Svetlana. Yeah. I'm maybe mixing her up. Um, that her father was mad at her for something, and she was, or mad at someone over something, and he was yelling and uh, just being angry and throwing stuff around. And his daughter uh, said that she would tell on him to the cook, yeah. and the cook would punish him. And that cook was uh, Spiridon Ivanovich. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> the Georgian fears the cook! That's just cookie! Well, knowing Putin's biography, it might be true. The social connections and status of Spiridon did not, were not inherited by his son and uh, children. So they lived a normal village life. And um, his son Vladimir met his future wife Maria Shalomova in a village club. Then he went on to fight in the Great Patriotic War, in which he was uh, injured. Yes, during the war also uh, Putin's older brother was uh, born, I think, uh, or shortly before the war. But he died in the Leningrad blockade. So they lived in Peter by yes. that point. Yes, uh, his brother Victor. Mm -hmm. Victor was his name. He was born in, uh, I think, 1940, and uh, he died in the siege of Leningrad. Yeah, so they relocated with his uh, wife to Peter 
before the war and there they survived the blockade but not all of them uh, two sons i think uh, two older brothers of putin died in the 40s so putin vladimir vladimirovich was uh, the only son that uh, this couple had but let's go back to the good old village life those drunken fights and incest huh hey that's classist I read some stuff about how Vladimir Spiridonovich and Maria Shalomova met. How I met your mother story. And quite a weird one. Because on the eve of uh, Putin's presidency in late 90s, journalists uh, were quite cocky. And uh, they started investigating his family and uh, neighbors. Actual Putin's parents were not alive anymore. They conveniently died in 98 and 99. I'm not indicating on anything, they were quite old, <laughs> but uh, still. So, the journalist visited Putin's ancestral village, Paminova, and uh, mother's uh, village Zarechia. And from there, they collected a bunch of village rumors that you can't really find uh, anywhere anymore. But take it with a grain of salt, because it's a bunch of journalists who interviewed uh, some villagers. So, according to the folk tales, his dad, Vladimir Spiridonovich, was a very rowdy lad and he tried to court Maria Ivanovna. There is a day in Russian villages uh, called Domovnik, when all the females, uh, young females, stay at homes and they wait for suitors. I think probably parents leave <laughs> for the day or something like that. So Vladimir and the boys were strolling around the village and uh, he wanted to go to meet Maria with a gang of friends. Uh, apparently she didn't open the gates uh, because uh, he wasn't alone and she didn't want to see his friends. There the village sources differ. According to one rumor, he grabbed a pitchfork and started destroying the gates, poking at it. And he pierced through the gates and drove this pitchfork in Maria's eye socket. So she was uh, transported to a hospital and they removed uh, her eye. After that, they had to marry each other. According to another village rumor, he was slinging rocks uh, at her courtyard and uh, to get her attention and one of the rocks got her in the eye. Well, at first I did not really believe that because the sources are weird, but uh, looking at the at her pictures, Maria Putina, she uh, maybe, maybe she really did have a glass eye because uh, she often turns away from a camera and you can see her only from the side as if she's ashamed of a right eye. So it might be true. So, uh, in short, Putin's grandpa uh, served Lenin, Stalin and then Khrushchev and whoever else uh, his son did not have any privileges or education because of it. Uh, he fought in the war and he only managed to have a single child because the others uh, died. And this single child is the future president of Russian Federation. So, back to real Putin. He was born in Peter because uh, his parents uh, went there prior to war and uh, they uh, the father worked uh, at the factory and the mother mopped the floors. So, as a young boy, as I said before, Putin wanted to become an agent uh, because he liked spy Jan Berzin. 
So he watched a lot of movies about glorious Soviet spies. And meanwhile, in school, he was not a perfect student. The grades were slightly worse than average and uh, he liked to fight. He was kind of a hooligan and he learned early on how to endure pain. To be able to fight more efficiently, he signed up for Sambo. Sambo, uh, it's a Soviet martial art uh, that combined judo, jiu-jitsu and wrestling. In one of the interviews, Putin was reminiscing about his childhood and he said the following. Living on the streets and being raised by them is like living in a jungle. And this is where the free segment of our podcast ends. Listen up, fellas. Subscribe to our goddamn podcast right now and learn about all the dark and twisted secrets. It's a bargain.